0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. What is
1: up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personal Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael.
0: Michael. Hey. 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 What's going on? How's how's it been? (laughs)
1: Since we stopped recording 30 seconds ago. (laughs) We're, we're, We're recording three episodes in a single night, just to let you
0: know. Yeah. So this was recorded the same night as the two previous episodes, so July 5th. So, you know, football may not exist anymore. We don't know.
1: If if something major happens, we'll, we'll we'll reconvene the microphones and we'll talk about it. But we'll have a segment. It's the off season. It's the off season for us too.
0: Yeah. We we've, we've got things going. Spencer's moving. I will be moving 3 weeks. Yeah. There's 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 a lot happening in outside the scenes. Outside the scenes. We could start a Patreon and let y'all know what we're doing inside the scenes. No, nah, I don't think I'll do that. It's very boring what I'm doing. We, we, <sighs> playing Farming Simulator. Did you know that uh, the Kubota pack came out late last I ha- month?
1: I, I, I don't, I don't want to I don't want to say this and be judged. Um, oh, you're gonna. Our family's been playing a lot of Fortnite. Oh, and cool. I never got into that. Something we, we actually,
0: I can't believe it's free.
1: Because it's it's cross-platform.
0: Oh, nice. I didn't like, know it was cross-platform, too.
1: So, Samantha has an account. And she plays on the Xbox. I have an account. I play on the PS4. Grayson has an account, and he plays on the Switch. The three of us can play together, three different systems, all at the same time, and play together.
0: Cross-platform is... And it's free. It's mind blowing that it's taken them that long to figure it out and agree with it. But I'm so glad it's here.
1: I also realized it's made by the same company. Uh, I played a computer game early high school called Unreal Tournament. I've heard of that. It's the same people that make Fortnite. I was like, oh, it's the same premise. You get dropped into a map and it's a free for all. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, I have seen that. My Epic Games. Epic Games, yep. My friend Greg
1: Kozik introduced me to that. There's no way Greg's listening. I haven't seen or spoken to him since sophomore year in high school. That's been a while. <laughs> uh, Anyways, we're, we're a Fortnite family. I broke out MLB The Show yeah. because I, I, I wanted, I was like, I, I can't play Fortnite right now. So I was just in my mind somewhere else. I want to play baseball i haven't I haven't been on on the farming Sim. I, I I haven't even been, been keeping up with the guys that play like on youtube like i'm I'm like just just turn off my YouTube account should shut it down I't watch youtube anymore
0: I, I am I don't know what is up with me this this time around because this is farming simulator 22 that's what I'm playing mm-hmm. uh farming simulator nineteen I didn't get it when it when it immediately came out I got it probably a year after it came out.
1: But twenty two's been our yeah. It's been out for more than since a year since November.
0: Now. Okay, yeah,
1: not for six months. But it, it it feels because we we got about the same time. Yes, nineteen. But it feels like by the time we got to nineteen, there was so much more added to the game. Where twenty two again, I haven't checked in a while. Yeah,
0: I got in on the ground floor of twenty two, which has been interesting because you get to see all this stuff incrementally added, which is what's so bizarre. Because what I was what where I was going with this is. I'm still playing on the same map I started the day I got the game. Like I haven't. Have they added many new oh maps? Oh my gosh, there's okay, countless new then, maps. Then I, I need to log back in and check it I don't understand what my deal is because I just, I'm just enjoying, like it's, you start the game and you have three maps that come with the game and you can start your farm on those three maps and then you can go to the mod hub where people for free, and I guess probably some of them are sponsored by brands who want their machinery in the game or something.
1: Because those people are also buying farming equipment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs>
0: it's legit advertising because, I mean, I do think that does affect people some. If if they're playing with a Fint tractor and then they see one someday if they're actually farming or they, I, I don't know, I, it just kind of makes sense. I'm sure they don't get like a a measurable amount of sales from that. like people aren't going to buy a half a million dollar piece of farm equipment because they played it on the farm. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I don't know what it is with me because on the last game, you know, I'd play a map for several hours. I mean, we're talking 40, 80 hours, whatever. And then I'd, I'd reach a point and go, okay, I'm, I'm a couple seasons. Like I'm good. I'm good with this map. I've enjoyed it. I could keep going, but I'm going to start a different game on another map and maybe try a a different way. And so what I've learned on this one is I don't, I'm doing the complete opposite. Like the same exact save game. I started the day. I got the game is the only one I'm playing.
1: How many hours? It's a hundred
0: and something. (laughs)
1: So do you own the whole, whole map at this point? Are no, you, you in the whole thing? I do you don't sell know the what same, I've been like, doing fields. Well,
0: I know I, I, I've, I've bought a lot more of I, anyway, I, I'm going way too often this, but all that, all I was going back and saying with farming simulator is I haven't kept up with all the cool stuff either because I've just been so immersed in like the base game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and, and I, I the other thing that's keeping me from doing this, so I bought M, MLB The Show 21 and Farming Simulator 22 on the Xbox. But the Xbox has been Samantha's Fortnite machine.
0: Oh, yeah, that that does limit you, yes.
1: And I just, whenever I get on, I was like, I'm just going to go play the PlayStation. And I have uh, MLB The Show, like, 19 on that one and Farm Sim. 19. Anyways, if you want to keep up with this <laughs> riveting talk and how we, how we are keeping so up to date with farming assembly, you can follow us on Twitter at yeah. 23 personnel at punts suck at Michael underscore LBK. You can also follow the farm sim developers.
0: They have their own podcast. They
1: have their own podcast. They have their own, they have their own, they have YouTube channel. They have their own, uh, they have a motivational Twitter account.
0: Yeah. Motivation Monday,
1: motivation Monday,
0: they are not a sponsor.
1: They should be. We should we should pull up. <laughs> I'm sure there's so the gambling many. Gambling gouges approach, just look like, hey, you want to be a sponsor? <laughs> yeah. hey, they
0: are yeah. killing it, by the do, way. Does anyone speak German? Because I need to I do. Oh, you do? I do. Uh, that's right. I think we had okay, anyway. Yeah. So we, we might need some German involved just to Oh, I could talk to Kermit. They have a US representative here. His <laughs> name's Kermit. Kermit. That's his Love it. We're not making fun here. These are future sponsors here that's his legit i first said name. love it lives in chicago area
1: chicago you know who else is a sponsor sports drink
0: oh uh, yes they are
1: they today's episode of 2020 personal podcast brought to you by sports drink your digital water cooler this is episode 285 unless we have to jump in and add some kind of realignment update and The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it, we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. Two eighty-five Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help you grow, and hate on. Sorry, they're here to help us grow, not you. But they're here to ha- hate, hate, hate your favorite team. <laughs> Rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at drinks, spelled like Sports Drink but without the vowels. All that we ask that you close the door behind you, we're trying not to let the funk out.
0: Michael. Yeah.
1: Let's talk the defensive depth chart and the specialists.
0: Defense wins championships.
1: Chuck keeps himself. Made two guys this touchdown. Two now the end zone picked off. Him, and it's picked off. Pick six. Jeffers. Slager
0: able to escape. Big.
1: Five, start again.
0: 38, three seconds to go, 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into it. It may be long enough.
1: It is good! It is good! It is good! Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal! Oh, my God, can you believe that? Wow! All right. Decide I need to check back into farm Sim 22.
0: Yeah, we talked about it that whole <laughs> during that whole break,
1: and then we're reminded when, when we're coming back because uh, Brian Jensen's call of Garibay's 62 yard field goal.
0: Yeah, just hear that.
1: All right, so Woo. I think the biggest thing, um, and it's not like a surprise if you're familiar with DeRooter's defense, it is based, it is aligned. Uh, not strong, weak, but field and boundary. And a refresher for those that don't know or don't remember: the field side is whichever side of the field is bigger. Boundary is the narrower side. So if they're on, you know, if you're the if you're on the defense, you're looking at the offense, and the ball's on your right hash, then the right is the boundary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Left is the field. It just means the field players have more space to cover more field. Anyways, so it's aligned that way. That's perfectly explained. I had no idea. (laughs) Uh, The only, only players that I think, uh, at least in terms of the name, would be the linebackers about how they align, but defensive line and defensive backs are all field boundary designated. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, I'm sure. DeRuiter will change it up and like no nah, we're gonna go strong side weak side
0: well they do a lot of according to a couple of defensive players on one of the episodes of the brand is it's very similar to what the NFL does how so that's just what the players say okay I didn't know if you had more more to back that up. Like, I just didn't know how they knew that.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, right? Because you said, yeah, that like so many people had said that on that episode of the brand. Oh, is what the NFL does. What the NFL does. Well, you
0: know, yeah. What, you know, what Reuter does is very, very similar to what the NFL does. And I'm thinking, really? Is
1: it? Well, it, it could be for, from film study. They could be like watching a film, you know, of, oh, of, maybe of a professional so. defense. Like,
0: look, we're, if we're going to track. Uh, Here's what Pittsburgh does. Von Miller. Yeah. 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 That's a good place to start. Start with Von Miller. Let me get me. Can I get one of them? Let me give you one of them, Von Miller's. All well, right. we kind of do have one.
1: Let's be honest, Tyree oh, Wilson.
0: Well, there
1: we go. Starting, starting field defensive end, Tyree Wilson, 6'6-270. I think what you'll see, at least on the on the defensive side, the uh, defensive line, the field defensive end is going to be your more typical defensive lineman side, like. These are the bigger defensive ends. These are going to be your strong side defensive ends. This is not your blitzing outside linebacker defensive end. Eric Stryker types, who's a Sooner, not a Red Raider, but you get the point. It's a reference. Backing up, Tyree Wilson, who, like I said, is 6'6", 270. It's a big dude. LB Moore, 6'3", 260. Miles Cole, 6'6", 290. Joseph Adedire, 6'3", 290.
0: I just love that we have a, a, a guy on defense... Named LB, who's not a linebacker. But he is, though. He's a, he's a defensive end. No, I'm thinking about somebody else.
1: You're right. You just listed his name. No, I know I, I know. I did. I, I thought that was one of the players, which is the concern that we're going to talk about. One of the things that concerns me.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, you mentioned this earlier. Is that
1: the, uh, we're going to re- be reading the depth chart mm-hmm. here. There are going to be many players, many names listed, multiple players, multiple positions. Wow. Spit it out possibly indicating depth issues. You could be really thin on defense and you could be a couple injuries away from playing a bunch of true freshmen,
0: which happened last year Where where all those guys in the year before. <laughs> so well, yeah, they're, they're,
1: they're, they're sprinkled throughout this, this, so your, your strong side, your field defensive end. I love Tyree Wilson, especially if you can get some consistency, like, you don't need the the back to back sacks that you got from him in the bowl game.
0: But oh, you I mean, need, but right? you would you,
1: like them? Yeah, I'm not saying like you would love that. You don't need that like constantly in the backfield disrupting everything. You want pressure. You want consistent presence, making the offense have to adjust. Defensive tackle, my man Jalen Hutchings. Three, sorry, six foot three ten. Philip Bleedy. 6'3", 300. That dude's put on some weight. He was not that big coming in from Portales or Clovis. I can't remember which. It was a small New Mexico town. Vidal, Vidal Scott, 6'1", 280. Miles Cole, 6'6", 290. Those are some big dudes on defensive tackle. Nose tackle. And this is where you're going to see some names being repeated. So starting uh, nose tackle, Tony Bradford. Six one three hundred. Then again, Philip Bleedy, Vidal Scott. The hmm. same two and three at defensive tackle.
0: I so they could tackle. shift over, give Hutchins and Bradford a break, basically.
1: Yeah. So Just it, kind of it when, could be your, your your like your first team as uh, Hutchings and Bradford, second team is Bleedy and Scott.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I, I would imagine at some point that's going to morph into. They wouldn't be listed under both. No. And maybe that's the point here. Maybe they're they're trying to figure that out and then just one will, you know, be more on on the the tackle and one will be more on the nose. Yeah. We'll see.
1: And then your defense, your boundary defensive end, this is gonna be more of your rushing linebacker hybrid type because the starter here was a linebacker. Josiah Pierre, Florida transfer, six two, two forty five. He's put on a little bit of weight, which you would expect if he's gonna be on the defensive line going from linebacker, but uh, Bryce Ramirez, also a former linebacker, Dimitri Moore, listed as a starting linebacker elsewhere, 6'3", 230. Then your starting linebacker middle linebacker, Krishan Merriweather, backed up by Jacob Rodriguez. And then your, well, I'm going to assume is your weak linebacker, although you don't have the strong, weak designations anywhere else. West. Yeah, maybe it's the West. West yeah. linebacker. You're always on the West side of the field. Dimitri Moore. So your starter is also your third string uh, boundary defensive end, backed up by Kosai Eldridge. Any uh, any concerns or thoughts
0: that front six? <laughs> No, not yet. no. I mean, I don't know enough. I just I, I need I need to see these guys play a little bit more. I I do love Tyree Wilson's size, I, and I, I love what like, you've
1: gotten from Hutchings and Bradford.
0: Yeah, and especially if Wilson's going to be on the field side, he may be able to disrupt a pass or, or something. I mean, I, I think he's he's going to be able to wreak some havoc. Um, I, I think that you know the the bloody Scott. The, they, duo. yeah, the duo. I, I think they will settle in, and one will potentially back up Hutching and Hutchings, and one will, you know, basically back up Bradford. So mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about that. Um, I did see Dimitri Moore listed on there a couple times. He's he's also a backup for boundary defensive end and and starting weak side linebacker. I mean, that, that's kind of an interesting because. Is boundary and weak side the same side of the field? Or, or is that going to change? That's yes. just going to change depending on what play you're running, well, so,
1: right? Yeah, the, the strong and weak would be just based on the, the, the formation. formation.
0: Yeah. So, But
1: offensive coordinators have a tendency to run strong side towards the field.
0: So there's oh, which a, is
1: also, it also kind of correlates to which hand, like how, which handedness they are. Yeah. If they're right-handed, they're going to call the right side strong more often than left side.
0: Well, that, that kind of, that does worry me slightly, but he's listed third on boundary defensive end. Uh, so it just seems like that's a pretty good jump to go from possible weak side linebacker. But why would you, yeah. two boundary sh- defensive end.
1: Darter and then a third string somewhere else. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. It just, why would you ever, I guess if something truly happened to Pierre and Ramirez, then Moore could start boundary defensive end and Kosai Eldridge could start at weak well, side linebacker. But but yeah, I mean, what I'm seeing here is not a lot of depth and that is something that DeRuiter talked about is they want guys and it may not have been Dorito specifically who mentioned this, but possibly one of the assistants, but I think their goal was to have them play with such an intensity that there's no way these guys could play every single snap or maybe even 80% of them. I mean, and and they're trying to coach them that way and let them know that just because you come out for a play or two or, or, or a series or whatever it's going to be, that's that's just part of life on this defense this is that's how this is going to be this is going to be a, a rotation if you are not 100% they basically are saying they want you out until you get back to 100% and come back in so i i i think that if that's what they're going to do uh the depth does concern me because if they're really going to try to play with that type of intensity i mean I've, i think you need at least three or four guys at every position and you're not going to get that and you might, if you start duplicating roles, but then how many times can you duplicate a role, especially if it's quite a different position? I mean, I think boundary defensive end and weak side linebacker, that's pretty significant change. It's, it's like we discussed on the last episode, Mm -hmm. you know, all the offensive linemen switching and moving around that has always blown my mind. I don't fully understand it. But to me it doesn't seem as I'm not gonna say difficult, but maybe not as big of a change as going from left guard to left tackle, or vice versa. Your your position on the field is not changing more than ten feet or something, even if you go from you know, right tackle to left tackle or whatever. Whereas on defense, your your position you've got to everything changes if you change positions because then you've got to read what the offense is doing and you've got Mm -hmm. to, you've got to adjust and you don't get to dictate things. You have to react. Anyway, that, that, that is kind of my concern was just the, the, the depth, just the numbers of, of, of depth and the type of defense that DeRuiter mentioned he was attempting to implement. Yeah.
1: Um, the other thing that I was going to, I was going to point out um, we've already talked about, or just we passed over Joseph Adedire, the only underclassmen, only freshmen listed in this too deep. And if you're looking at depth issues, obviously this is, like I said, we, this was coming from post spring evaluation guys. So you're not going to have true freshmen just yet. So th- this may look a whole lot different once we get the freshmen in here and then kind of feel out like, okay, are they ready to, to, to rotate in? You're going to get guys that are going to be able to spell, um, you know, some of these players are, let, let them only play one position. Okay. Let's look at the defensive backs. Do the same thing. We'll start field side. field corner, Adrian Fry, backed up by Malik Dunlap. Star, which is your um, third safety slash nickel corner type hybrid player. Uh, Muddy Waters, backed up by and this is a guy I don't know. And I, I couldn't find him on the roster. Keon Blankenship.
0: Welcome back, Marquise Waters. Dude, can that's awesome. He's back. Yeah, for a lot of reasons.
1: Yeah, there's nobody on the 2022 roster listed as Keon Blankenship. So walk, Don's got some walk on. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty pretty good catch by you. Well, the, the, the two error sounds you just heard from my computer was me trying to find out who this guy was. Because <laughs> I, I was looking at like, well, uh, I recognize all the other guys that they're not underclassmen, except for this name. And I couldn't find them. Um, okay, your field safety. So the guy, basically your your, your free safety. Uh, Rabbit, Dadrian Taylor Dimmerson, backed up by Texas transfer Tyler Owens. And then your boundary safety so your strong safety which is different because the strong safety is more of like a run support not like a lineup on the strength of the offense if i have that right that sounds right yeah, well let's just say with the boundary boundary safety reggie pearson key on blank ship tyler owens So Blankenship's listed twice already. Owens is listed twice. Yes. Owens could play either safety position. That's what what they're saying. And then your boundary corner, Rashad Williams, Malik Dunlap, who is also backing up Adrian Fry at the field corner, and then Kobe Miner. Did you see that, that? Have we talked about that where they want to make the number three on defense a special number?
0: Uh oh, is that the plus three turnover?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's like the, the, yeah, the take, t- take three take three mentality, but also they want to make the number like the player that wears number three, like they want to make that a, a special.
0: Okay, no, I hadn't seen that.
1: So it's related to the take three, but I think it was also related to the Luke Siegel.
0: Oh, cool. Okay, um,
1: where like you know how LSU had like the number seven on defense, or sorry, the number seven was their special Jersey number. I bring that up because currently Kobe minor wears number three and Don Williams had that. And the article was like, so he's got the opportunity to to earn that number or he may be changing numbers because that's going to be
0: a special designation on defense. Okay. So we need to look out for who winds up with number three. Who would you give number three to? Um, I mean, does it have to be? Could it be anyone on defense? And
1: you know what? I, I don't. I don't know.
0: If or does it it's need to be to like defense. a defensive back? Or
1: the the only only position group on the field that has a specific number set is offensive linemen these days. So I I don't know if it's if it's if the number three is open to anybody. Yeah, because usually. But know. let's just say defense. Let's just say on the defense. Who would you? Who would you know? Understanding that, like, this is the your. MVP. Who do you want that player to be? Is basically what I'm asking. Who do you want mm-hmm. the defensive MVP to be?
0: I mean, I think I really like Merriweather. <laughs> he was a pretty him. good
1: run stuffing linebacker last year.
0: Yeah. Um, run blitzing. Mm-hmm. I think Fry and Waters have got to be in the in the mix there. I, I just really like that Waters came back, and and I hated that we didn't get to see him, but what three games last year Four.
1: he had a pick six yeah It's in our did he go
0: down against ut was that when he got hurt maybe or was it the week before even i don't remember but it just seemed like we barely got to see him play um and then you know rabbit he's he's probably on in the mix too i, I what do you think where are you at because he's listed also in the
1: specialists. i i would i would lean towards adrian fry yeah well, he's, what is his
0: third year starting here? Yeah, I think so. I kind of think so, too. All right. Any any surprises besides just how razor thin the depth is? <laughs> uh, you know, nothing, nothing beyond, uh, I think the main thing is the thing that you pointed out, which is Keon Blankenship is listed as the number two on two positions, and we can't find much about him. Um, and and he's five ten, one eighty five. So he's kind of a he's not kind of a lighter guy. But you know, he's he's made an impression. Obviously, that's great. But no, I mean, I don't have a lot of insight yet. I've I've got to see these guys play and and um, you know, then probably unfairly pick them apart <laughs> after that. Um. And I'm sure that that's why
1: we, 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 we've talked about it. We, we also saw it in the recruiting class was so defense heavy. So. All right. Your specialist, place kicker, Trey Wolf, backed up by Gino Garcia. So your,
0: your kicker. Gino Garcia was Houston Baptist too, right? Maybe. For some reason, I paid attention to that. But I, I thought, well, that might be sort of a Kitley connection, even though Kitley wasn't there last year. Yep, Houston Baptist. So he's familiar with kicking in he's West Texas.
1: Familiar with, uh, with Kitley, punter Austin Smacknamara. Yeah, back for eighth year. I know. Like,
0: I was really surprised. I, I sent that in our Slack chat this week. I, for some reason, I just didn't even think that he was going to be available again. For one reason or another, whether he was going to the NFL or where he just ran out of eligibility. I don't know what was going on with my brain, but I'm so glad he's back.
1: Yeah. He's gonna lead the country again in yardage. It's gonna boot him. Average yardage. Not like total yardage. Yeah. Average. Because you don't want him to lead in total yardage.
0: Forty was. So he was in forty
1: sevens. Like yeah. Kick returner, Adrian Fry. Tradarius yes. Towns in Muddy
0: Waters. Keep, punt, keep finding places for Chadarius Townsend please <laughs> punt
1: returner Adrian Fry Drew
0: Hokut. that's interesting too and, and hopefully always, they just fair catch
1: I'm, I'm, yeah, but I say, I'm always gun shy because <laughs> of just how traumatic it was fielding punts that one year under Kingsbury it was like just don't even just just block it go, go put 11 guys in the line of scrimmage and try to block the punt <laughs> don't put anybody back there
0: let the ball just <laughs> don't,
1: don't what happens happens like happen don't even go after the ball once the kick just stay around the punter just circle him up
0: yeah the ball's just gonna land where it is if it rolls if it rolls 40 yards whatever
1: okay quick uh over under 1.5 return touchdowns this year under okay (laughs) kick and punt you're saying one or zero
0: I mean, I'm hoping that they take the the fair catch some more.
1: The free yards? Okay.
0: Yeah. Or they don't catch them here and there. You know, it, don't catch it at the three. No. Don't don't come out of the end and zone that was the problem with to catch it at the four. To it, Darius Townsend, though. And I, I, I don't
1: want to, like, salt the wound here, but, like, the play that he got injured on – was a return he shouldn't have ever touched?
0: Oh yeah, that was that was rough too. That was at the corner.
1: Yeah, against like West Virginia. Yeah,
0: I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We're not trying to make a light of that at all. Because yeah, just another point. Getting getting injured. Fair is catch lots. everything. Yeah, that's not funny. Nothing about that. But yeah, the whole oh. okay. And that, Drew that was brutal.
1: Drew Holcutt is a second punt returner. You're surprised by that?
0: A little bit. Um, I know that... Like, Why Why wouldn't that be Tadare's
1: Townsend or Muddy Waters?
0: I, I think with punts, you have to make more decisions on the fly. And so maybe they've kind of changed that up a little bit. Because with kickoffs, you basically know where the ball's going to go almost every single time. But with punts, I don't know. You got no idea. With kickoffs, you've got like 15 yards. Okay, it's going to be between... You know, the, the 17 and the 2. This is where it's going to land, unless if it's not a touchback. Whereas a punt, I don't, you know, they're punting from the 1, they're punting from the 35, they're punting from, well, what, what do I do here? Do I just let it roll? Do I this? Do I. The coverage wasn't good, the hang time wasn't good or the hang time was incredible and there's nine guys breathing down my neck as this ball Well, coming see
1: here. He, like you're, you you're got to make some decisions. You're listing all the reasons why not to return upon. Oh,
0: ever. No, I know. Like and that's, that's the only thing I'm thinking is maybe, maybe Hoke has shown in practice that he's, he, he's able to make some quicker decisions or something.
1: Is he? I don't, we don't know.
0: <laughs> no, I, I was,
1: um, the only decision really is if, if you're close to the end zone, like you stand, run the, away. you stand on the 10 yard line and you don't back up. The ball goes over your head and
0: goes over your head. Unless you're doing one of those cool plays where you're acting like you're going to catch it. But then the guy on the other side of the field catches it and then they run really far
1: and they lay down in the end zone. wearing the oh, same color.
0: Great. <laughs> All right. Do some cool stuff.
1: Um, I, I want to, I want to get into the, the, the kitley offense. I don't know we know. We're just wrapping up the, the defensive depth chart here. Um, Unfortunately, I think it would be better if if you read about it. If I was able to show you pictures and alignments and motion. I whatever, I got the the, the football highlight itch the other day and I was watching some Western Kentucky highlights and there were a couple plays that caught my eye. Play design motion and shifts. I was like, that's nice. <laughs> there was um <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it and I, I this is why it would need I need to show it to you. You the the listener, you you Michael. Um I, I am a visual. I learner. didn't send oh, I did send the video in, in our, our DMs with the the, the Gauchos. Yeah, I think so. Or two plays. One there's like a I wouldn't call it like a tight end screen, but there was like a middle like the the quarterback and skill positions kinda of rolled out and then threw back to the middle where the tight end was waiting for it. Uh and then there was um like a motion sweep with like an inside receiver. I was like, Ooh, miles price is going to feast with this type of play. So maybe I'll, I'll do that a little bit later this summer and post up over on stake in the planes. Talk about some Zach Kittley offense, get us ready for fall camp, which is a month away. Yeah. As of w- we're recording this, when you're listening to this, we're probably just a couple of weeks away at that point. So Anyways, Michael, do you want to do a what we learned before we, we, we log off for the defensive and specialist depth chart episode?
0: Yes, I do have a what we learned. I learned What'd you learn? Today, July fifth, <laughs> the day we're recording this, <laughs> that Whataburger
1: I saw this is putting out you shared it.
0: a bacon blue cheese burger, which appears to have of course, bacon, of course, blue cheese. And what what they're doing here, the mastermind of the Whataburger people, I'm going to start from bottom and work my way up. So on the bottom, you've got American cheese, patty number one, above patty number one, in between patty one and two, I assume that's the blue cheese.
1: That's what it looks like in the picture. Is Beautiful. that blue cheese dressing or like blue cheese
0: crumble? It looks like actual crumbles of blue cheese because as you go further up, so now we're at patty number two above the blue cheese. You've got your bacon and what look like grilled onions. Yeah, grilled onions. Then above that, lettuce, tomato, pickle. And then at the top on the bun, peppercorn ranch. So that's what leads me to believe that this isn't a blue cheese dressing. It's actual crumbles of blue cheese between two patties, which is going to sort of melt. And then you're going to have that peppercorn ranch.
1: But why mix ranch and blue
0: cheese? Um, hmm. Okay. So from
1: the Whataburger (laughs) website, uniquely craveable burger is two fresh beef patties Layered with crisp, smoky bacon, blue cheese, grilled onion, American cheese, peppercorn ranch sauce, and fresh chopped lettuce
0: and tomato slices. I think I even described it better than their press release.
1: Well, I cut some some, some words out because I wasn't trying to be all markety. Markety. Markety Mark. That's what they called me. I, It's, it's the blue cheese that, that says no. I, I would get this and say no blue cheese. So just you give me just a bacon get, ranch. So burger. you
0: get a, get a bacon burger and just get the peppercorn ranch. Well, I am definitely going to get it. Substitute the the blue cheese for another slice of American. And who knows by the time you the listener are hearing this, future Michael might have had a couple of these. And and I'll be able to report about it at some point, but this is happening. Cuz this is one of my um my wife loves a, a a blue cheese. And I was fine I mean I like it fine but It wasn't something I ordered a whole lot, but like when we go to a burger place, that's if they have one, a lot of times that's what she gets like a twisted root. They have a good blue cheese one that she likes. And, uh, sometimes she'll get the one at Caprock Caprock has that bacon, blue cheese burger. We went to Caprock the other day. It was so good, man. (laughs)
1: I'm still trying to get Samantha on board. I've gotten, I've received several Caprock Orlando's gift cards. I was oh, like, well, yeah. we have to go. And she's yeah. like, I don't want
0: to go. Like, oh. No, it was perfect because it was for my birthday, but I had already, oh, I went to Kegels for my birthday dinner, just like Pete Christie. We're good friends. But I went to Kegels and, and really enjoyed it. I hadn't been there in forever. Uh, we all had a great meal. We, we really enjoyed it. And so then the next day, my wife and I are just trying to figure out, ah, where should we go eat tonight? And I said, hey, I have already I know today's my birthday, but I've already had my birthday. Let's pick a place you want to go to that we both want to go. And she said, you're not going to believe this, but I, I'm dying for that BLT at Caprock. I said, perfect. Let's go to Caprock. <laughs> I said, I'm always in. Always. I said, I always want to suggest some, that first. Did you get some queso? No. Here's oh. what I did. I did the, the kind of, um, she, she wasn't wanting chips and queso. I was like, okay, because I don't need to eat a whole thing of it by myself. So I did the, for those of you who don't know, you can do this. You can order chips and salsa as a side. Mm. So I didn't get chips and queso, but I did get a bacon cheeseburger with my own basket of chips and salsa (laughs) that I just hoovered myself. Anyway, so what I learned was Whataburger has a bacon blue cheeseburger on the way, and I am going to try it. And I understand that bacon or that blue cheese is not. It's an acquired taste. I totally understand that.
1: So we're like fresh onions or mushrooms. Oh, sure.
0: Yeah, pickles for people. Pickles are those are kind of
1: anything besides mustard or ketchup on a burger.
0: <laughs> yeah, to some people. Well, even me growing up, mustard couldn't stand it. I hated mustard on a burger. Just in general, like on hot dogs. I don't even know what I had. Is I didn't like hot dogs as a kid either. I was kind of had some weird quirks. Not too bad. I love burgers. Anyway, that's it. That's what I learned. I'm gonna try one. I'm really excited. <laughs> get some points on my app.
1: I have so many rewards because I, I just never remember to redeem. You got to get on that. And you can only do one one per visit. Anyways, that'll do it for us on the twenty three personnel podcast. Hopefully, the world of college football hasn't come crashing down. Uh, we'll be back to look at fall camp getting ready for the season. But for Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on StakingThePlanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.